The Papua New Guinea Prime Minister James Marape led an entourage to Lai in Morobwe province on Thursday for a development forum over the planned Wafi Gopu gold mining venture just 65 kilometres from the city. The forum followed a similar event in Porgera, which was marred by tribal fighting. Negotiations with landowners are still continuing for the Wafi Gopu venture. The Pogera mine, which has been shut down for three years, is set to resume operation in the next few months, if the lawlessness in Inga province can be brought under control. RNZ Pacific's PNG correspondent Scott Waire spoke with Mr Marape about both mining operations. Just give us from, from the Prime Minister's perspective, what are your expectations for the two mines, Pogera and Edwafiko? Well, for, for the first time now, we have, uh, we've, before these two uh, uh, mines that we've negotiated, all benefit has always been under 50%. This for now, the benefits above 50%. So there's always a cost to every mine project that ha- happens, but uh, uh, because of the cost to environment, cost to uh, people, cost to the community, we, we, we negotiate to secure more within this space or framework of the present laws we have. And the investors have hit us. We also give respect to the uh, internal rate of return. Uh, so the rate of return on investments was not, was not offended. They will make profit, but the residual benefit, uh, not just equity and uh, royalty, but a little bit of more tax. You heard about the f- 2% fiscal stability tax. The overall scheme of things, local content conversations, the conversation of infrastructure development, the additional benefits being passed to the, the landowners and the project area provinces in terms of infrastructure development. Uh, all in all, government contribution, company contribution, in the name of the projects are better, far, far better than the previous program or the previous mine projects in the country. So, a good outcome today, this development forum process is uh, just the new process that must be retired. Uh, landowners must give consent, basically, that the mine must go ahead. They must understand what benefit is there for them. They're happy because these projects are long-term projects anyway. So, landowner consent is very important. And not just landowner, but identifying proper landowners, those who are entitled to be defined as SML or those who are entitled to be defined as LMP and additional project area interested groups. Those conversations take place in a diploma forum process. I think it is, uh, in my view, one of better resource harvest arrangements anywhere on planet Earth. Many countries on Earth don't respect, give respect to landowners or indigenous people. Uh, Papua New Guinea is a tribal-based uh, country. Our people hold rights to the land. This process gives them access to the project agreement and allow them to also negotiate amongst themselves on how they split what is secret for them. We've got issues in Pogra, uh, legacy issues in Pogra that uh, are still in existence uh, and that came about at, at the forum in, in Wabek. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? How, how, how is the government dealing with it? I see it this way. If the Pogra resource was depleted, the investors are no more around, then there'll be no address on the legacy issues. So it is now... Lucky for the country, lucky for the landowners, there's still sufficient reserve in the SML project area, project area footprint or the SML area. So we've renegotiated a better outcome. And considering what was not done before, this negotiation addresses these issues like resettlement and better compensation to them, uh, better benefit to them. So taking into consideration the deficiencies of the first SML and the mine, mine, mine life period, the second lease of life, we improved on uh, securing better so that issues like 
resettlement that is outstanding is addressed. You know, government has set aside uh, 700 million kina for infrastructure development grant. Uh, that hopefully they themselves discuss that. Let's address the resettlement issue and some of the legacy issues. So we're picking up from what was not addressed before in the first life of program. The new benefits we've secured addresses those legacy issues and we will rec- reconcile them and do better going forward. There's a lot of international media attention on the negativities happening in Enga. From your perspective as Prime Minister, how are we addressing it? As I was saying, we're struggling short-term approach, a special police operation to uh, to step in and deal with the issues head-on where, they, where they're happening. Uh, the last I had of the uh, three or four tribal fights that has been happening in the province have sort of uh, subsided, but uh, police have been asked to deal with this issue on a short-term basis, but in the long run. We're restructuring police up there, and the shared security arrangements with defence. We're looking at the arrangement. I am of the view that we will be recalling defence sometimes into the future, but we empower policemen. And uh, there's a special elite police force being built up to have a handle on those who directly cause problems in in our, in, in country. There's a law we are proposing in the long run. That those who start trouble fight, we're looking at giving them life imprisonment. Life imprisonment. So police will be beefed up in Anga province. We look at the police leadership additional operation police to be up there. We put purely want to take control of Enga through a police approach and not a combined security force approach. Knowing that Pogra uh, is in Enga province, that is one reason also, but better still, our people deserve uh, security. The road that leads into Pogra and into Wabek uh, uh, has seen people moving up and down with uh, guns. And the new police team that we're setting up, I'm not at a stage to disclose exactly what structure of police the police commission is setting up, but uh, a special unit is being pulled together, not just Wenger, but anywhere in the country. We're setting up a special police unit, highly lethal. We'll have a, a, a specific code of operation that is beyond the current police to deal with uh, what we label as uh, domestic terrorism occurrences in our country. This tribal uh, fight and these killings are domestic terrorism. Uh, we are labeling at the highest. The special fo- uh, police forces set up. I'm going to Israel very soon. We've been also negotiating on uh, specific trainers from Israel, police and military to come here. This special police unit will be set up to ensure that they deal with the hotspots. As I speak to you, there's a growing concern on dual use of military. We're trying to get, and we're eroding the functionality of military in what they're supposed to be. Uh, sometimes in the not-so-distant future, all military will be back in the barracks, and we just get police to do police jobs.